This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, in which an idiot, Ian King... Hello. And me... Also an idiot. I'm not an idiot. No, <laughs> also an idiot. I will, not, I will not accept it. Bigger idiot than me. We are watching old television programmes on YouTube from the days of what they... I've heard it referred to today as linear television. I quite like that. Analogue television. Analogue television works. As befits it being a pink day, my day, I've picked Ulysses 31, which is a programme with which I I thought the whole world was familiar. But you have never seen it. I'd, I'd never seen it. Um, I knew the name, but yeah. I wouldn't have been able to tell you what it was about. And having watched a full episode of it, uh, <laughs> I still can't really tell you what it's about because um let's you know just go in at the deep end here and and say that this was the most incomprehensible half hour television i think i've possibly ever seen it is quite impenetrable isn't it yeah i i do wonder whether or not as a as a potted introduction for anyone who else i think it's just you but anyone else who's never seen ulysses 31 ulysses 31 is essentially Greek mythology transplanted to the 31st century in space. Yeah, it's about, yeah, it's 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 Star Wars with um yeah. Star Wars with uh, Greek gods. Every episode begins with a a potted description, which is usually a bad sign that what's going to follow is going to be pretty dense and difficult to follow. But Ulysses has killed the Cyclops and angered the gods who have wreaked a terrible revenge on the crew of his ship, the Odyssey. Um, he's... <laughs> it is the 31st century. Ulysses killed the giant Cyclops when he rescued the children and his son Telemachus. But the ancient gods of Olympus are angry and threaten a terrible revenge. Mortals, you defy the gods. I sentence you to travel among unknown stars until you find the kingdom of Hades. Your bodies will stay as lifeless as stone. Ulysses, the way back to Earth has been wiped from my memory. Father! Oh, Father! You are alive, my son. (laughs) And uh, they, aided and abetted by Shirker, the extremely monotone and naggy computer system Mm -hmm. basically negotiate space i mean as as it says in the the opening shirker the ship's onboard computer has forgotten where earth is so they are essentially just pinging around space and the blithe hope of bumping into it yeah it's a load of fucking nonsense basically um, I mean, well, yeah, but you have to remember that this is set in the thirty-first century. I mean, the, the fact is, neither of us are going to live to see the twenty-second century, even if we live to be really. Oh, no, I'm working on it. So, 
So, yeah, so far, so good. But I'll only be 128. <laughs> but, but, you know, who are we to judge what the 31st century is going to be like? I hope it's not going to be like that. I mean, there was a lot of this going on at the time. You know, I mean, this was made 1980. Like me. And, uh, and uh, by this time, we already had Battle of the Planets and we already had Battlestar Galactica. Etc. 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 Everybody wanted a bit of that post Star Wars, um, yeah, loot, including you know. it turned out the Japanese and the French, yeah, who co-produced. It. You don't get a lot of Japanese French uh, collaborations. Not really, no. but when no. when you do, you you probably you're either going to get something like this or an incredibly fast train. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I I was told. I think I think that what um, the where I recognised this name from was that people talk about the theme music being really good. Yeah, and it isn't. <laughs> well, very interesting you know, take. Of there's yours. a well, there's a there's a bloke singing over the top of it, so it's more like a song than just a piece of music. But, uh, you know. I went into this thinking, well, look, I might not like this cartoon, but I love a good theme tune. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mediocre? Well, it's funky. I mean, I do have some issues with the uh, theme tune. I'm I'm not totally devoid of sympathy towards the view of anybody who's who's not sold on the theme tune my my issues with it mainly pertain to the lyrics Mm -hmm. soaring through all the galaxies fair enough in search of earth flying into the night now it's not necessarily the night just because it's dark no, you don't get night in no, space. That's do ridiculous. You? I mean, unless unless you're in a plan on a planet that is orbiting a star. Yeah, unless you're on a fixed point in space where there is the conceptual idea of night and day. There is not yeah. no such thing as night. But let's be let's be reasonable here and say that this episode does play fast and loose with the entire concept of time. Oh. Does it ever? Yeah, so, stick yeah. a pin in like, that. One of the one of the very few things that I actually did understand about this was that it was about moving time forward and moving time backwards. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty thin gruel, really. To be honest, you know, no one else can do the things you do. Says the um, theme music. That's mm-hmm. that's maybe maybe true, maybe false. I mean, given the fact that he's angered the entire celestial realm of all the gods, it's mm-hmm. probably for the yeah. best that no one else can do the things he does. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, no one else can do the things he do. Well, like grow an extremely lustrous beard. He is. There's a very distinct. Uh, I mean, uh, let's be reductive to say he's like Jesus, but he's like Jesus. He looks like yeah. he looks like your man there on the cross. You know, the old long yeah. hair, the beard, and mm. as as the lyrics point out, he's fighting all the evil forces, bringing peace and justice to all. 
Now, but is he though? I, well, I thought no, they were just I, trying it, to get back to Earth. Exactly. This is this is my key issue. He might be bringing peace and justice to all, but he's not setting out to do that. I believe. Yeah, that's not his, no, his, his goal. Is, is completely selfish. Yeah, which is fine. Which, yeah, fair yeah. enough. And, and if it, if somebody who has completely selfish ends ends up bringing peace and justice to all, then all you know, all's the better. Yeah, yeah. But th- there are claims made about Ulysses that are. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm absolutely it. not sold. No, I mean, it, it's. I guess it's kind of interesting in that way that animation from the past is always interesting, you know. Um, You can feel the manga influence. That's quite, you know, that's quite noticeable. Yeah. uh, In the way that it's it's drawn. I understand that there was the pilot episode of this, which is only available in Japanese... Yeah. was more Japanese animation, you know, anime, manga style. Uh, yeah, that's... This, yeah, I mean, this has just... been a bit Europeaned up the, the, when it yeah. got to the series. Yeah, which is what you'd expect. But, I mean, they did the same thing with Battle of the Planets. I mean, there's there's basically two versions of Battle of the Planets. There's the Japanese ultra-violent one. Mm. And then they kind of... They dubbed it and took out a lot of the violent shit to show it on kids' TV... Um, over here, yeah. Uh, so it's not uncommon for that sort of thing to happen. Um, I mean, this was episode four, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I need to say this kind of now rather than later, which is that I think it's a major failure on the part of its producers uh, that it was so incomprehensible. <laughs> Even if there's an overarching plot arc which lasts you know, the entire series. Yeah. The thing with a TV show, especially a TV show made when, you know, video recorders weren't widespread, that you should just be able to dip in and understand what's going on more or less straight away. It's quite a skill, you know, for somebody writing a soap opera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, They have to do this sort of thing all the time. You've got to keep two completely different groups of people happy. And, um... In this one, you just dropped into this. They give it this, and it's mumbo jumbo, really. The first, you know, the, the the voiceover at the start of it, and then suddenly you're in, and there's a fucking giant golden robot with a clock on its abdomen. Well, and there's yeah. clocks everywhere, and there's a bloke with a head with two faces. Before before that, the the ship comes under attack inexplicably and without warning. From a, or explanation, yeah, Ex- a, a, without explanation. It looks like a giant red pumpkin, and it started to fire tridents at yeah, their ship. And then all of a sudden, just when the computer is naggingly pointing out that they're about to be destroyed, yeah. they're pulled into a, the realm of time, the kingdom of time, and the, with the god Kronos who has been cast out for, I don't know, being nuts. He has got two faces. He has, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is not actually um, something he shares in common with the classical Greek god, Kronos, who's only got the one. Oh, does he not? Oh, right. No. Because okay. I mean, it's important to point out here that I am, I am uh, 
I, I'm I'm slightly hobbled here by the fact that I know next to no Greek mythology. It's just not something I'm. I'm pretty sure that in. you don't know any more now than you did before, because no, not really, no, no. One one thing I did like about Kronos is that his ship was a giant sundial. Yes. Or yeah. he was pretended to be a shark. Yeah. And he's absolutely mad about... I've written here, he's absolutely mad about fucking clocks. Oh, he loves clocks. He loves clocks. There's he loves clocks. time. There are clocks everywhere. But only one type of clock. Yeah. There's no digital clocks anywhere. You could get digital clocks by 1980. Yeah. Well, and certainly by the thirty-first century, you'd have expected digital clocks to be everywhere. Well, I mean, but to be honest, he's he's playing fast and loose with time. He's he's initially acts like he's uh, saved Ulysses et al. But in yeah. fact, he's captured. He chucks his kids in prison. Yeah, he's captured Ulysses so that he can bargain we bargain with him to get back into the you know the kingdom of the gods clear clear breach of the geneva convention absolutely insane so his kids are find themselves stuck in some sort of chamber of seasons where yumi is freezing her tits off on a rock yes yeah it goes through the seasons very quickly it goes spring summer autumn winter spring summer autumn winter I don't know, you know. I was thinking it could be worse. And well, meanwhile, it could be worse because meanwhile, <laughs> on the Odyssey, where all of the crew are in suspended animation, time's going so fast that they're all going to die of old age. And in fact, you know, you then see the crew members, including Yumi's brother Numenor, so <laughs> Yumi and Numi essentially, uh, who starts to grow a beard and looks a bit like Jimmy Hill. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of giant golden robot thing. Yeah. They're like the uh, foot soldiers of Kronos, aren't they? Yeah, um, it just it just crumbles to dust. Just disintegrates. Yeah, it's been shot with the time pistol or whatever. Well, it has, but I, I don't think that happens to metal after a thousand years. No, possibly, and no, no, possibly. I mean, if you think about like ancient bronze, you know, I mean that's 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 pretty old. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't that's true. it doesn't crumble. It doesn't crumble to dust. I see no reason why something should crumble to dust. Uh, there's a thousand years, isn't it, when it disintegrates? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that happens. I don't know. Could be wrong. If there's any metallurgists listening to this <laughs> who'd like to set me straight on whether actually, yes, metal does just disintegrate in time. And I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about rust here. Yeah, total. I think I'm talking about gold. Total disintegration. Yeah, because that's the colour that it was. It was it was a gold-coloured robot, so I assume it to be gold. Yeah. If it was rust, you go, all right, okay, a thousand years of oxidation is going to have that effect. But in this case, I don't I, I don't know quite what they were up to, to be honest with you. No. Um, I'm kind of interested in the fact that they've got one clock that regulates time for the entire he universe. He does. He, yeah, Kronos has a sort of a master clock. Now, Ulysses escapes capture by means of just brute force. So you do have to wonder yeah. whether or not Kronos's restraints were Well, I was thinking, good. I was thinking, does his clock take a battery? 
Well, it's Does a, he have to wind it up? It's a good, it, very, very. And if good so, question. how? And if so, how often? Well, you, because you're I mean, going to need to be pretty, um, pretty accurate if it's the clock that's regulating all of the time for the entire universe. Yeah, but you'd assume it to be an atomic clock. You would assume because that's you know the most the most accurate clock there is. Love a bit of uh, atomic clock. But I mean, they even with that they have to they have to adjust it, don't they? Yeah. Is it every five years or something? They have to adjust it by one second or something. Yeah, like give that. it give it a little kick, give it a little nudge. So you know the logic of this story is starting to fall to pieces. Well, I think the thing that aggravated me about it the most was that, I mean, as you say, it's already pretty dense. But then even the bits you do understand don't actually hold together. They, no, not they, really, they, no. They're drawn into the kingdom of time with Kronos, and that, you know, it, it helps them escape from this un- well, yeah. unsolicited attack in space. And then at the end, when Ulysses manages to circumvent all of the terrible things that have happened to him and uh, his cronies by turning the clock back to the exact moment before when all of the attacks began. Then they just teleport back to the ship. Now, that's not going to happen, is it? We could have done that in the first place, couldn't we? Well, I mean, the time travel... I, I don't know a lot about time travel, but what I do know is if you're just gonna if you're in one place, you're not just going to go back in time because to get to the time before the attack started, you're also gonna have to go back through the time when the attack was taking place. When you were also on the ship, so surely you should have already teleported. You'd see yourself, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you'd see yourself looking like a like, big what's old that, what's that yeah, what's that teleporting machine doing there? Oh, it's gone now. It was a nightmare. The whole thing was a conf- it, was, it was confused it, it, and confusing. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, um, my issue, and this is the same as anything like this. It used to happen in Batman. You know. Which Batman happened are you in, talking about? It in about? James Bond films. Okay. Penelope Pitstop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Brackets, perils of. Yeah, all right. Yeah. If you... If you're that evil a person and you've got hold of this person who is your arch nemesis, yeah. why don't you just kill him? Why didn't they just kill him? Just kill him. Yeah, he's, you had him. Get on with it. You had him. Why? You've lost him. Why do they have to strap him up in, frankly, erotic leather <laughs> wristbands? <laughs> yeah, there is and, a certain and, you know, undercurrent of then, eroticism. Yeah. Yeah, and then leave him to see out the rest of time. No, just slit his throat, shoot him in the stomach. Yeah, you know. I mean, look, if you want to murder somebody, you can do it so that they suffer, or you can do it so that they don't. And I don't really understand why they couldn't have just gone down the avenue of let's look. If we, Kronos, mate. <laughs> Just get it over with. Well, the thing get is, get on with the rest. Get on with the rest of your life. Had Kronos done nothing, the ship would have been destroyed in that attack by the pumpkins with the tridents. Yeah, and Ulysses and Telemachus and Yumi and that prick Nono 
would have been sucked out into the vacuum of space and died. Yeah, which would have suited me just it fine. Would have su- well, it would have suited Kronos just fine. But I'd have, got, I'd have got 25 minutes of my life back. Well, Heaven knows my time is precious enough these days as it well, is. Well, one thing Ulysses has proved is you can turn back the clock, but you're not necessarily guaranteed to be in the same place when you're finished doing it. Oh, well, you know, yeah. But, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, right at the end, he, he grabs the clock and pulls the handle back and just stops it. And I was sitting watching it, thinking, oh, so you can just do this with no ramifications then, can you? Yeah, well, it's just yeah. every other fucker. I mean, that is the clock that controls all of the time in the universe, so... Everyone else going. Has anybody else noticed that time's going in reverse? Yeah. And you know, although Ulysses has admittedly been having pretty pretty stressful day, one way or the he's other. Having, yeah, he's having he's having a bad time. Other no, people might have been having the the time of their life, and all of a sudden it's snatched yeah. away. It's somebody's wedding day. Yeah, exactly. Bringing peace you and know? justice to all. Fuck. Is he bringing bringing bring peace and justice to me? <laughs> That's basically what he's. That's what he's saying, isn't it? Do you reckon he has ever? Because uh, I mean, obviously he's on his own up there. He's got his son, and his son's got Yumi. You know, bit of an adolescent love story, and they've also is that, is that what that is? I well, maybe know. I don't know. I mean, it's age appropriate, and then there's obviously No No, the robot who eats nails. But do, yeah, do you reckon? Well, yeah. Do you reckon the Ulysses has ever? you know, availed himself of the opportunity to spend some time with the, the people in suspended animation. Oh, I think he might have to, might he might have taken that time might have taken that time to spend some uh, spend some time with the old robot. <laughs> <laughs> no no means no no <laughs> Take your hands off me, Ulysses. This is going to be like shooting fish in a barrel. But what what were your what was your least favourite part of Ulysses Thirty One? Um, I liked the bit where he was sellotaped to a giant clog. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, giant, yeah, you know, giant cog. Because obviously, in the thirty first century. All clocks still use the same technology as been used in Switzerland since the 1600s or whenever. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, no one's no, nothing's going to happen in the next thousand years. Yeah, that's going to yeah. change that. Yeah, i.e., digital clocks. Idiots <laughs> build a fucking spaceship, but you can't build the digital clock. <laughs> um, the worst thing, all of all of it. I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. The fact that I got to the end of it and literally was thinking to myself, what did I just watch? Yeah. You know? Well, you complained Um, to me that you felt it was a bit like you were on drugs. It felt a bit like being on drugs, only without the the fun bits. (laughs) I think that that is... I imagine that watching the full 26-episode run of it must must high. be a whole other well whilst high obviously would be a well, whole so other trip you could do it in a day 13 yeah. hours but i think you would need i think what you need to do is just lean into it and just go with it not try and understand anything that's happening and 
if you just work on the assumption that the, here are some people they're trying to get back to earth although you see it's a very dangerous thing isn't it you start a series with the entire thing set on a spaceship and you're not thinking well these people want to get back to earth what you're thinking yeah. is well, these people live on a spaceship why would they yeah. want to get back to earth it's shit down here can you imagine the fucking state the planet is going to be in in the 31st century? Oh, God, it's going to be absolute shit. Why on, <laughs> why on earth would you want to come back to Earth? They've got, they've yeah, got it cushy, yeah. apart from, obviously, when the red pumpkins fire in tridents them. And so yeah, on. We've, we've got Donald Trump on this Earth. I can what? stay away from this. <laughs> What's the thing that's going to live with you, then? What you've, what have you taken from this whole experience that you're going to be able to graft on to your day to day? Well, I mean, there's been points in the past where I've thought, oh, do you know what? I might, I might go back and watch Battle of the Planets again. Oh yeah. And uh, if anything, the lasting impression that this will have will be that I'm not going to fucking bother with that anymore because <laughs> I think it will be bullshit the same as this was. <laughs> I think that you so, probably yeah. learnt a salutary lesson. I'll get a, get a few hours of my life back. I'll, I'll use them wisely. You won't, will you? No. no. You'll won't. just do something yeah. else. Yeah. That you'll, well, you fucking recalled, recalled, recalled a whole bunch of episodes of this stupid podcast. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> I mean... Anyway, what about you? Well, what, 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 uh, what? The, my highlight was definitely the theme tune. As it always was, it's funk. Okay. It's funky. You like it? Uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst bit. I'm. I'm think I'm going to pick the f- absolute liberties that were taken with the concept of time. Yeah, I'm fair, not having it. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, time is time is immutable and immovable. And uh, the idea that there's a bloke up in space with a giant wristwatch who can just speed it up and slow it down and turn it backwards at will is fucking preposterous. And he's got one mad face. He's got one and he's got, normal face and one he's got mad not, face. Well, and the thing is that most of the time he was talking with the normal face. Yeah. <laughs> the mad face was just, you know, so, standing there well, looking a bit bossy. Yeah, I mean, the mad face really... It wasn't doing a lot of the heavy lifting. It only really came in when it had to. He, he was thinking or saying something mad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing that will live with me was the foresight that they showed. And obviously, this isn't foresight for what it's going to be like in the 31st century, but I think they definitely predicted the 21st century with Shirker, the ship's computer. Ulysses, 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 can you hear me? Yes, Shirker. High risk alarm reached. Here in the spaceship, time is out of control. Everyone in the Odyssey will die of old age if we remain in this time zone. Who in a dull monotone just perpetually interferes in people's lives, telling them things that they already fucking knew. Yeah. And it is specifically uh, you. Well, yeah, and it's just absolutely incessant. And it reminded me a lot of mobile phones and Google assistants and things. All right. Okay. So I thought I thought there was a great deal of foresight there. Mm. Um, I mean, 
I'm not I'm not sold on all of these things. I think that they're all a big old bunch of bollocks. Well, I mean, the thing is that you know we 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 tend to look at the um, at the internet as being a kind of 1990s uh, invention, don't we? Um, I don't know how far ahead uh, Japan was with the game, but there were other technologies going on there, and I mean France by this time. Uh, already had Minitel. Minitel launched in 1980, the summer of 1980, and was available by 1982. And Minitel was like a kind of a little sort of home computer that you could have a terminal. And it was basically like a kind of cross between CFAX and a rudimentary internet mm. and it was quite it was quite successful actually i mean it was th- by 1986 true story here by 1986 there were 1.4 million minitel terminals in france so we tend to think of it as being well the idea that you've got this um this computer that will sit in the corner and tell you things might have been quite alien to us but in france not quite so early. See, I, and I'm not. I'm not sure about Japan. You don't think of of France. I mean, Japan. You know, the Japanese enjoy quite a reputation around the world for being technologically advanced. You don't necessarily think of the French as being technologically advanced. Yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot, a large part of that is due to uh, what they do to geese. Um, when well, I'm thinking mainly of foie gras, <laughs> but how how you can have a, a a thing in the corner of your house telling you stuff from the World Wide Web? I mean, mm. unless it's also saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, can you go and fucking force feed a goose to death?" <laughs> quick, quick reminder, quick heads up. There's still there's still a live goose out there in that yard. Yeah, it doesn't say it doesn't say here that they have Minitel in Japan, but I mean it was still going by 2010. So, they actually retired it yeah. in June 2012. So I mean, what have we learnt? France is a land of contrasts. Oh yeah, here we are. Look, on the 11th of February 2009, France Telecom and Pageant Jaune, sorry, Jaune. announced that they would cancel plans to end the Minitel service in March two, 2009. Terrible. And they actually kept it online for another three years because enough people were still using it. Yeah. So, you know, like I say, halfway between CFAX and the internet. Sounds pretty exciting. No wonder no wonder the French are so far ahead in their planning for the 31st century. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. Anyway, I think that, that I think we've probably covered Ulysses. I I've said as much as I've got to say I about this dreck. Would recommend that everyone doesn't watch it because the best part is the theme tune, and I pound to a penny guarantee the entire thing will be somewhere in this podcast. So just just <laughs> listen to that. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't find anything in it to recommend it to watch, you know. Uh, maybe if you've had a lot to drink. Um, yeah, oh, if you, you I know, mean, if you're absolutely if you... gangster tripping, 
Yeah, if you've taken a lot of drugs, then watch it. You know, you might get you might you might get something. But out yeah, of it then but don't try and understand only, it though. God. Yeah, only if you watch all twenty six episodes in succession. Yeah, true. And as long as you go into it with an entirely open mind, i.e. nothing else going on in your brain. Yeah, a complete empty If you've mind. got any preconceived notions of anything, it, it could it could be the end of you. It could, yeah. Like yeah. a foie gras goose. Yep. Anyway, that'll do for that. Fucking load of nonsense. Mm. Um, <laughs> we will be back. At the same time tomorrow, um, and uh, uh, we're we're going in a newsy direction again tomorrow. Yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, more we've... more current affairs magazines. We're in a current affairs magazine bent. Yeah, and uh, we're going uh, we're going all in with a program that anybody who lives outside London will never have even seen. Um, and it's uh, <laughs> the six o'clock show, an attempt to fuse. News and light entertainment. Yeah. Which, uh, well, you'll find out. You'll find out more tomorrow. Find out if it was a successful attempt. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Okay. Okay. Well, look, that'll do us for now. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>